pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collin. What up guys, it's Ethan Stark. Hey, this is Imani Miggy Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome back, WNBA Nation, to another episode. Um, I'm especially excited tonight because we are going to be talking brackets. And this time, actual brackets, like the March Madness bracket itself. And uh, joining me tonight to do this are two of my best friends in the whole wide world, Steve Schwartzman and Logan Jones. Guys, how's it going? Hey. Oh, my. We're here. We're (laughs) here. We're here to talk about red teams. We're we're here to talk about six seeds. We're here to talk about the SEC. I was really hoping he was going to go down the line of colors. I was here for it. (laughs) Purple teams. I was going to go orange next. I was going to roji. Just roji bibs. Indigo teams. Violet Violet teams. Violet teams. (laughs) I love it. Here for it. We uh, well, it was it was funny because as Logan and I were watching the. we were watching the live uh, bracket or selection Sunday, right? The bl- bracket reveal. And it didn't like hit us until all of a sudden they said, and here's your four number one seeds. And all of them are red. Like almost the same shade of red, like across the board. It was like Louisville, South Carolina, Stanford, you know, like NC State. And <laughs> looking at it immediately at the same time go, be a red team. Just be a red team. <laughs> is that? Is, do you think that's why they took Louisville over Baylor? Over Baylor? <laughs> yes. Why, how, why Baylor or Texas didn't get a one seed? And I <laughs> hope they did it while flipping Baylor the bird. They were just like, ah. You, you. <laughs> They're like, you green team. <laughs> get out. Get out. Get we out. can't have, like, we can't go Christmassy. We got to go full red. Yeah, we. I mean, we joke, but color is as good a basis as bracket forming as any, as I'm sure we'll see today. Uh, we're gonna. Be... There are times that I set up matchups just because I legitimately like those unis will look sweet together. <laughs> I want to see that match. I want to see. I want to see Tennessee and Oregon. That'll look fun. That would look fun. Like <laughs> that orange and green. I, yeah, I don't necessarily do it with uniforms in mind, but I definitely create matchups that I think would be cool. With baseball-wise, I had this exact thought with Logan earlier today. We were talking about the Rockies sending Chris Bryant, which is pretty cool for them, and he was talking about the correlation being an upper Northwest guy, like the 
the correlation between the the Rockies and the Mariners, and I was like, we need that World Series just for the colors alone. Oh, that's heck yeah! That, that that's the sea really green good. and the and that purple. That's a good matchup just on color cool. alone. It, you need it that. could tear the nation apart having two teams of destiny like the Mariners and, <laughs> and Rockies in the World <laughs> yeah, Series. Yeah, you need an time. evil empire in there, but still. Uh, anyway, red teams, <laughs> red teams, and speaking of evil empires, uh, it. Uh, I'm so excited that we get to use the March Madness branding for the women's bracket and that the women's tournament is is growing in popularity every year. And it's kind of core, like, I I don't want to say coinciding with this necessarily, but I think as the number of really elite teams grows, the the tournament's just going to get more and more fun. Because that's what people like. They like the buzzer beaters and the upsets. And for a long time, it was just, there was obviously one or two good teams in the country with all the best players. And now it's just not that clear cut. Right. I really do think that there's probably eight to ten teams that I think have a real shot at at mm-hmm. doing it this year. Um, whereas in, in years past, you're kind of looking like, well, it's it's probably yeah, Tennessee it, or UConn or it's or it's, right. uh, it's yeah. South Carolina yeah. or you know, for like, a minute there was only like three like or four Oregon, teams. But then we had like the, the COVID thing. But like Oregon looked like it was definitely going to be the best team going into that like senior year for Sabrina, like just yeah. a lot of times it feels like it should be obvious. And maybe you feel that way too. If you're listening and you're like, I feel like this year there's one or two teams. The thing the best, is, but I, we're going to get into yeah, it. And I, I think a part of the contingency to it is because star power is becoming so much more of a staple in the college game now than it ever has before. Because, and to a point that it can really affect people's, thoughts on how a tournament will go because yeah while i do think there's two maybe three teams that are really at the high level of saying oh they'll probably win there's probably up to eight teams that i go if they found their way to a chip it wouldn't completely shock me like right. i would it would actually make some sense because yes yukon's yukon and yes south carolina's south carolina but like what do you do if caitlin clark and monica zanano just lose it yeah for three weeks <laughs> which like, easily that, could happen that's not out of the question. What if Kim Mulkey final just scream ref screams at referees into the just the vapor atmosphere and gets every call to go her way by destiny and LSU makes a run? You don't know. I mean, it could happen. Cam, I am in the chat boy who reviewed that moment. Yeah, shout out uh, Cam, I am in the chat right now saying no undefeated teams. And all the clear-cut best teams have dropped a handful of games. And I would add yeah. to that, have dropped games that are like, wow. You know, like not just like, oh, like South Carolina, they, you know, they played there, another number one at some point. Was there an undefeated conference team this year? Was it was Princeton one? It was undefeated? It, yeah, like Princeton. in conference. Yeah, Princeton. Uh, maybe a small, I Princeton think some was of the, the smaller one I could teams. Think of, yeah. Because like, as far as, yeah, the larger conferences or even like UConn, the AFC East conference um <laughs> like even even they pulled in a loss this year i mean just yeah. the parody is really exciting this is a fun one i it if is. it ends up being what it oh, what it generally ends up being whatever but i think i it, this this is gonna be a fun bracket yeah i i do think it's still gonna be i mean and we can kind of transition this i guess to our actual picks but i think it's gonna be very difficult for double digit seeds to crack the sweet 16 and especially the elite eight but I, I think the opening two rounds, there's a lot of chaos. And then I think the final two, like the, the Elite Eight on, I don't think it's a clear, oh, these two teams are on a collision course. 
I think right. by the time you get that's, to the Elite Eight, it's, yeah. it's a pretty open field. It's very See, open. See, that's the thing is there... That's the other narrative here. There are a lot of double-digit seeded teams that have some marquee wins over top 25 teams. Yeah. There's a good chunk of teams that have have snuck one on a P5 school. And so, like, you put them on that stage, it'll be intriguing to see where that translates. And this was one of those that I think... I think Kyle kind of mentioned this for himself previously... I think in general my bracket's going to end up sounding kind of boring, but I was very close to just turning it into complete and and other utter mayhem, which I should have. I should have just done it. I don't know why why I play it safe. Like why <laughs> do I do that? I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I have two number ones in my elite eight. Good for uh, you. Wow. So I I'm excited okay. to to go to go upsets uh, on this episode because I, I feel like a lot of people are going to really not like me. And then I'm going to be wrong and everyone's going to be happy that their team is getting through. So everyone wins except me and my bracket pools. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's, let's go ahead and, and start with, uh, yes. what, with what I think is, is probably a, a question that I'm the most interested in. Um, and that is, what is the highest seed? Is it highest or lowest? Because I never I, know. The lowest? I feel like the lowest seed. The lowest seed. seed lowest is, seed, but highest what's number. What's the seed right? with the highest number? Yeah, the seed you know, with the highest, highest number. Highest almost yeah. still sounds... Right? I hear what what's, you're saying. <laughs> and I'm, I yeah. was you actually thinking about that Because you can't say seed. worst seed. That's mean. If, yeah. if you go into the tournament as a low seed, I think people understand that means you're like, oh, like a low seed, like a bottom like, seed. Because you'd say, yeah, because we say, we say, t- yeah, bottom seed, yeah, because we would say top seed is number one, right? So maybe we say a bottom seed. T- what's your, what's your furthest, uh, down the the ladder seed that you've got winning in just the first round? I are just we wanna, going? I just, so are we going just the yeah, full bracket? We're not, we're yeah. Not, I just want I just want to hear like just just right out the gate. Who's your lowest like seeded team that I have that is going to advance? Number twelves getting through the first day. Okay, so Logan's got two number twelves. Steve, how about you? I'm I'm looking. I I have I know I have one eleven. Uh, let me see if I have any others. I have I have one twelve. I have. Otherwise, I think it's close to chalk. That's boring. I know, but that's right. Nice sweet sixteen gets. I have, I have. I have two twelves. I have. I have two twelves and an eleven making it through. I have okay. two twelves. I also have three elevens. <laughs> Holy cow! Dude loves that eleven six. I, I do. Logan's like nobody that's a five or six seed is getting through. Like you know no, funny? nobody. Every, tr- traditionally, people talk about the twelve five. I often go crazy thir- with the thirteen four. Yeah. I, there, I've had one. years where I've taken three to four 13s, 13s. to go through. Just so I feel, I feel pretty boring. I just, uh, as I asked that question, I went into my own bracket and, and take, and took a look. I've got, um, I've only got three double digit seated teams making, uh, making it out of the first day. And they're all tens. I've got 10, uh, three, 10 seeds making it through the first day. I, I loved the 10 seed, uh, 10, seven matchups this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, I went with I went with several I, of those. Can I ask a like a just a basic like question? Like I'm yeah. curious on your straw poll feel on this because yeah. yeah, ten isn't as exciting. Is a nine beating an eight an upset? 
Um, uh, I mean, on a neutral court, quote unquote, technically speaking, yes. But I actually looked up, and I believe I think it's fifty fifty between right? the men's and women's. Nines have beat eights fifty one percent of the time. Like it's yeah. almost exact. I don't. So it's hard. To anytime even call those a nine's playing an eight, and you see like upset watch on Twitter, it's like that's not enough. No, that's, I'm checking uh, a, a, a nine. A nine really beating feel, an eight on a neutral court. I really feel like eleven. You got to be an eleven seed. To be like a quote you need, unquote upset, or even, even I'll tens, give you, I'll give you a ten. I'll give even, you two digits. But even the tens are just that doesn't even feel like that big. Of I'll, an upset I'll give you an upset that, if you're a ten. It's not that far. Um, I, I'm looking at Jason's because I know Jason can't be on today, but I want to yeah. make sure his his picks get in. He does have uh, a number ten. He has Creighton getting through uh, over Colorado, and he has a number twelve Florida Gulf FGCU, Coast. Yep, um, which I, I think is going to be a popular. That's the upset if you pick. have a ten. Outside of a marquee conference, outside of a big five or like a, or a mainstay conference, like I'll give you a 10. 11 through 16 is Upset City. Yes. If your 10 is like Arkansas, it's probably like I see why you can argue like eh, I wouldn't put that like in huge upset watch. But in my head, I just like an eight, a nine beating an eight on a neutral court just feels like. Laguania had to go first. Like it just so I don't know it, that that I've always been curious about that because I just never people will often like oh you called all these upsets. I'm like if you're picking nines, I don't see it. Like my I don't know. <laughs> so what I'm gathering, Logan and I talked a lot about um, the six seeds in particular. We because the six seeds all are very interesting in this bracket. Yes. You've got Georgia. Yes. Ohio State, Kentucky, and BYU. And all four of those teams, in one sense, you feel like, oh, man, that's a little bit like disrespectful to have them at six. And on the other hand, you also look at them and go, mm, I don't think they're quite a six seat. You know, like, like there's so... There's so much, no. like, so many no, questions. I, yeah. I, I don't think six. I don't think people are going to think BYU is a six seed and they lose to Villanova. I don't think that that's. <laughs> well, I was going to say <laughs> but two of these the teams. Is, Include like BYU and in Kentucky, both very different teams. Which it's, very it's a little weird that they're both ranked uh, a six seed in the tournament. Um, right. They were both teams that didn't look like they were going to make the field. I thought they were going to be bubble teams come the end of the season, and now they're in with favorable rankings. Yeah, um, yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky was probably know. in play and range. Uh, if they didn't January, have the turning yeah. run, they did. I, I don't even – they might have squeaked it. If they got to the final and lost to South Carolina, they probably still would have gotten into the field, but in a double C, in a Yeah, they probably would have been – I could have seen seed. them in like a, a 10 seed. They did yeah. go on like a – they won like eight of nine to finish their regular season. I think the if, they, if they made it as far so as the semis and in. lost – they made it as far as the semis and lost, yeah. you're probably thinking – in my head I'm going – because that puts you at what, like 16 and 12. You're probably in – play in range yeah um but like the it, it's amazing how like a lot of people might look at their record and all of that and go like oh six seed and like yeah you didn't watch the sec tournament did you yeah exactly because like, <laughs> they kentucky good kentucky yeah, kentucky's very looking good. very good right now um <laughs> like but yeah and what it's funny is because i looked at those six seeds and i went man all all four of these could easily be upsets and so I yeah. think because I thought that I like reversed it on myself and I was like, they're I, all probably going to get upset, which means like, you know how like you just get too far into your head a little bit. Yeah. I was like, yeah. they're probably getting upset. And that was the first thought that entered in my head. And I was like, 
okay, which means they're not going to get upset in reality. Yeah, at, at so I got to take moment, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my bracket now, realizing that I I've made mistakes. But what's you know what's done is done. Um, I I have, have not. A, I mean, like, if you haven't picked up on it yet, yet, listeners, we we have not seen one another's brackets. So yeah, we don't know. I've inferred some things certainly, but I I do want to hear. I, I don't know if you want to go region by region, yeah, but I do want to hear region. kind of. Uh, yeah. Like if we want to start in Greensboro with uh, number one overall South Carolina, does anybody have anything wild happening in the Greensboro region? Uh, that is my most. I know why you picked this region to start. That's a pretty. Um, that's a pretty boring region for me. Um, I my my Sweet Sixteen out of that region are literally the one through four seats. Like that's yeah. how boring my Greensboro region <laughs> looks. I have Creighton. I, I have Creighton over Iowa, or not not over Iowa. I have Creighton over Colorado. Is like as spicy as it gets for me. My as close as I have is what I just said. Is it an upset? I have UCF, USF over Miami, and that may end up being a stupid pick because Miami mm-hmm. looked really good in the ACC tourney. But I also really like South Florida. They've had some cool wins this year. Yeah, that um, yeah that one I just went Miami. I, I feel like that's the the eight nine is annoying to me because at least ten seven I know I'm like ooh I'm picking the ten eight nines I'm like ah, I'm just gonna pick it wrong no matter what I do. So. I was close to Creighton <laughs> over Colorado, but uh, Colorado's downfall got really trendy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to where I decided to give. Them I one. agree, but yeah. neither yep. of those teams are beating Iowa. Yeah, I, yeah, went, so with, I, I went with Creighton, but Creighton's going to lose to Iowa second. I game. have uh, I have Stephen F. Austin beating North Carolina, which I, I don't know how popular that's going to be. And then I, I, I have the that. play-in winner, Dayton, uh, who just lit up DePaul, DePaul. tonight. I actually have Woo. them beating Georgia. Okay. Um, so they're, they're at 11 seed I have getting through. But then, like you, I, I do have uh, no upsets from then into the Sweet 16 round, where I do have South Carolina and Arizona and Iowa State, Iowa, I I have Iowa losing that game. <gasps> Me too. So Ooh. you and I both have, <laughs> do we both have South Carolina, Iowa State in the Elite Eight? That That is what I have, yes. Okay, interesting. I, I do have Iowa. I have Iowa over Iowa State. I'm, I actually was very close to taking uh, whoever won that Georgia-Dayton setup. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this way. I nearly took DePaul uh as like an over georgia and if that happened i would have in my mind probably kept that narrative and put them over iowa state i'm not as high on them as others um Um, jason's got north carolina over arizona heading into the sweet 16 so he's so he's got one two three five five. and then he also has iowa state over so yeah north carolina is a lot better uh, then people are giving them. Yeah, uh, yeah. They are quietly one of the better teams and in this I, field. That I believe no, yeah, nobody's talking about. I believe the middle of the Pac-12 is weaker than we're giving it credit for mm. seed-wise. I think they gave the Pac-12 more respect than I would have. Um, Steve is the only one of us who has Iowa getting to the Elite Eight. I'm going to be rooting for Iowa because I want the most amount of Caitlin Clark in this tournament possible. Mm. Um, but I thought that was going to be a spicy pick, but three of the four of us are picking against him. See, and I Iowa went with got, Ashley yeah. Jones in Iowa State, because Ashley Jones, I feel like, could easily... I think that she is looking at this as her last-ditch effort to make a case to be like a top three or four 
maybe a top three pick in the upcoming draft. And so that that played into my mind. Sorry, Steve, I cut you off. I want to hear what you what you said. No, I I I vibe with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, Ashley Jones could always get COVID again, and that could make it tough. <laughs> That's but, true. Um, you know, it's Iowa Iowa State. Uh, stole one from Iowa earlier in the season. And I think we learned from some of the performances from Iowa, especially over Indiana and Michigan, Mm -hmm. that certain things can stick in her craw and she doesn't (laughs) let that release it until, you know, she's able to... I, I think she... Is very upset she hasn't had an opportunity until now, if I can remember correctly, to avenge that loss. And so in my head, I just go like, that That might be like, because first of all, South Carolina is going to be in the Final Four. I don't think anyone uh, for a good mile is questioning that. Now, I didn't question them in the SEC tournament either, and that didn't work out, so we'll see. Um, so I see that Sweet 16 matchup against Iowa might be like, the next definitive Caitlin Clark like per star performance could be. I think she wants that win over Iowa State bad enough that that's the night she will see her go like forty five and twelve. <laughs> um, and I'm not also calling out like not overlooking Monica Zanano who and I texted you guys this during the Big Ten tournament is currently my favorite basketball player in the world. I uh, absolutely she is probably by my estimation the best big in the game right now. I love watching her play. Uh, Cam, I am, and Isabel are both giving uh, Monica some major love in the chat right now uh, here Rule, on Twitch. She rules. If yes. you want to play as a big at any level in basketball, she her footwork, her technique is spot on. I've never – it's been a long time since I've seen someone who isn't overwhelmingly size-wise, like isn't right. that much taller than the field or whatnot, so, like so fluidly get to the ball in so few steps – you can actually like realistically count dr- her dribbles through the day, through the night, because um, she, like she's had nights where she scored fifteen points and dribbled twelve times. Like that's how good her footwork is under the basket. She's so much fun to watch. So like the the Big Ten tournament, I loved because a lot of people got to know Monica Zanano a lot, even more than Caitlin Clark. Which obviously, I'm a huge you know we're all big Caitlin Clark fans here, but just that team has such a fun relationship and that's really going to be the last chance they'll play together so i see that happening now iowa state maintaining their momentum and finding their way in the elite eight against south carolina i'm not going to say that would surprise me either right it's that's you know <clears throat> I, they so, are yeah. a good basketball team that people just I, forgot more, about for a while. i don't know if this makes sense but i more bet against iowa than i did bet on iowa state i just don't think iowa has what it takes to win enough big games in a row. Right. Um, and I and so I knew I had to take them out at some point. Still wouldn't surprise me if they got to the Elite Eight. Um, but in terms of the Greensboro region, does anybody not have South Carolina coming out of this region? That was my next question was, we've talked so much about everybody close. else in this region. I don't think, uh, but from what I see with I Jason and myself, we both have South Carolina emerging. And I didn't even think twice about that, so... The thought of Arizona was a little spicy. I think Arizona will have them reeling for a minute or two, but other than that, I don't see them being tested until the Final Four. Yeah, I agree. I think the narrative everyone had on Twitter was correct. Uh, Kentucky effectively 
pissed off Don Staley. I think, yeah, I think they, uh, I, I think a lot of suicides have been run, or whatever that drill, is there a new name for that drill, by the way? I don't know. I don't like calling it that anymore for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. I've, I've ladders, heard them ladders, called ladders. Yeah, I've heard yeah. them called ladders. progressions. Yeah, I've heard ladders. them called ladders. Yeah. Okay, I just, I just yeah, I don't like calling it that anymore. Uh, yeah, uh, but like I, a lot of drills, a lot of skate to the line, skate back to the line, whistle again. Um, uh, happening since that day. So before, as we head into the into the next, uh, the next one here, I think that uh, Logan and I mentioned this on our live reaction to Selection Sunday. South Carolina, I think, was very, was given a pretty, pretty nice path to the Final Four as the overall number pretty one seed. I feel like the Greensboro, damn if you ask me, yeah, I feel like the Greensboro like region um, is probably as as clean as it gets. They kind of have the opposite of uh, what we were feeling for NC State. We'll we'll talk about the Bridgeport, <laughs> the Bridgeport region here in a little bit. I know Logan's probably got some spiciness coming out of that region. I Let's love move over the Bridgeport region. Before, we're really going to leave Bridgeport really last. quick. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on, I do have to do one ceremonies thing we'll end the regions with. Can I do this really quick? Yes. I do have a second bracket. One is my actual picks. This is my mascots bracket. This is traditionally take the mascots, like the nicknames. And have and them fight each other. They have to compete. <laughs> who would win and in a fight? This is who wins. <laughs> so, really quick, I'm not going to go like game by game, but I will just say this much. I do have Howard upsetting South Carolina. My Lady Bison will be beating the Gamecocks. That makes sense. Um, unfortunately, I, I had a mind to take them a long way, but it's really hard to go against natural disasters in this bracket. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they, and they face up right immediately with the Miami Hurricanes. I think the Lady Jacks might have something in them, and I was really, really close to an upset here because the DePaul Blue Demons might be able to summon some sort of energy against natural <laughs> disaster. But at the end, it's just hard to go against Mother Nature. There are a couple cases in this bracket where natural disasters and phenomena do get upset, but not here. The Miami Hurricanes make it to the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane. <laughs> I was wondering if you every went time hurricane, the hurricanes hurricane are over a cyclone, right? It's tough. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. and and I I don't I, I, we we're not going to talk about the men's bracket today, but my sister and I get on a phone call every year and we do a a, a mascot to the death bracket um, for the men's tournament, but we we don't do it in terms of like what the mascot is. We do it. Like literally, what the game day mascot looks like. <laughs> so yeah, we, see, so I've we Google, always done. Yeah, we Google pictures. Like, all right, like, does that demon Sparty deacon look like he could? Yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> every problem. year, man, every year yeah. Providence is in the field. I forget. And every year, I'm like Providence Friars. And every year, I'm like, <laughs> as far as as far as physical physical mascots go, it's a. I love I love the Friar mascot. I think you're Dude, cool, UAB but. has a dragon. Yeah, uh, they're in the field this sick. year, and then Mich- every time Michigan has State a, is in a it. sword, an actual sword. <laughs> no, I know Michigan, the Trojans, the Spartans, uh, the the wolf. We didn't have any wolf packs this year, but the wolf pack always does well in the mascot bracket. Oklahoma has just a full on chuck wagon. Does that help? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to save. Uh, if we're talking we'll, about we'll ones on, I want to eat, yeah. Some, some oh, other day when we don't have material, I'm going to talk about the uh, the plague of big cat teams in college sports. We got way too many big cat teams. <laughs> Two million cat teams, worse than bird teams, even. Let's head into and let's head into Spokane. Bears. We are we're half an hour into the episode, and we've got a region done. So we're all right. We'll be we're efficient. Let's head over. Let's do this. Let's head into Spokane. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. 
But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Um, all right, guys, Spokane, uh, Stanford, the number one overall seed. I'm curious, again, first thing, who is your biggest upset of day one? Let's talk about Florida Gulf Coast. Can we talk about Florida yeah, Gulf Coast? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Layup City, let's do it. Uh, I have them over Jump Virginia City, Tech. you want to call them. Uh, they, I, in our chat, we've got, uh, we've got Isabel and Cam IM saying they are underseeded. I agree. I think Agreed. this is a good, they, they look Gulf like a Coast 10, team. 9 or 10 seed easy. Yeah. This, this is almost like, I always get a little superstitious when an upset feels obvious and it feels like, like a lot of people are going to pick it. Like if it's 50, 50, maybe we're overlooking something and the pendulum swinging too far one way. But I'm I'm taking Florida Gulf Coast. I loved their reaction on the on the selection show. They look like they're ready to have a lot of fun, which I always just enjoy. Uh, it's nothing against Virginia Tech. I have their men's team going way further than anybody should. But in this bracket, um, they're not only are they my biggest upset day one. Uh, I think they are my lone double digit seed that I have getting to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. You have them over Maryland, huh? I do have them beating Maryland. Oh, sorry. Round. You have them over uh, the blue the blue hands, huh? Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not overlooking Delaware that's De- either. But... That's Deladon's team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do. I have Florida Gulf Coast going two rounds, which uh, will probably make or break a a bracket that is mostly you know a lot of times the women's bracket is chalk towards the towards the beginning. So I felt like I needed to mix it up a little bit. Hopefully there's some chaos this year. Um, I just, yeah, I I really believe in them, and they, they're just a talented team, and I think the Maryland game is obviously going to be really hotly contested, but I I wouldn't want to stand in the way of a, a Florida Gulf Coast team that has something to prove. Jason also included Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Steve, did you go with Florida Gulf Coast? I also have FGCU, yes. Okay, so I'm the lone Virginia Tech pick on the show. Um, I went with Virginia Tech because they're uh, uh, over the last little bit. They've looked really, really good. They've they've lost two games of the over the last like several like, and both of them were NC State in like mm. the last game of the regular season, and then like in the ACC tournament. Like that was those are their only losses. And NC State looks really good, and they played them close, and they beat some other top twenty five teams along that way. So I'm feeling I'm feeling like Virginia Tech's in a good spot right now, but. This is a close matchup. This is a this is one where FGCU is that perfect 12 seed that you're like they're under seeded. You've got to take them if you're going to take a 12. FGCU makes a ton of sense. So I I totally totally get that. Um, who do you guys have making your Sweet 16 out of this region? 
I've got, I've got you, yeah, you go ahead. Uh, I've got Stanford over Maryland in the Sweet 16, and then I got Texas over LSU. Okay, nice. Where so you not at, fun, not fun at all. <laughs> uh, I have. Let me pull this up. I have Stanford getting through. I have Florida Gulf Coast. Um, early, I I do have Arkansas over Utah. I don't know if that's necessarily considered a big upset or not. But then LSU and Texas, um, I do have getting through. So I have a one, two, three, twelve in my Sweet Sixteen. Gotcha. Um, I went one, two, five, six. I've got Stanford and Virginia Tech, and then Texas and Ohio State um, is, is who I've got going through. Uh, to my sweet 16 there yeah, that that ohio state lsu game is going to be really cool that's the one that's the one where even though it's a 6-3 and i feel like that you know that's i i feel like ohio state over lsu is that's where i was like like taking ohio state to the sweet 16 doesn't seem like a major thing but like i legit was like i i think that's i think that's a team that could uh is is severely <laughs> underrepresented in and how much they've been talked about this whole season, and Ohio State, I think, is is a lot better than than people give them credit I, for. And so I'd I love do to think see we've uh, we've been overlooking Ohio State quite a bit. I also I, I think LSU is built to to go deep. I think they're mm-hmm. built to beat top twenty five caliber Ag- teams and agreed. handle strict competition. Agreed. So yeah, I've got Stanford, Texas uh, to my elite eight, and I've got Stanford emerging to the, to the final four. I was dangerously close to having Missouri State beat Ohio State. And at the very last minute, I, ah. <laughs> I really wanted to. I still kind of want to, but I've now said it out loud, so I can't. But the, the house that Jackie Styles built, it was really close to doing it. And they would have had a chance to avenge their relatively close loss to LSU earlier in the season. They had mm-hmm. a really close battle against LSU. And I just also generally like their team. They always have yes. a lot of fun in the tournament. Agreed. Um, they have one of the cooler looking bear mask or bear logos too. Not that, that matters, but uh, yeah. I, but the Ohio State LSU matchup will be fun. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I, I forgot to, to give Jason's here. He's got Stanford, Maryland, Utah, and Ohio State. So he went one four six seven in his Sweet Sixteen, and then uh, he's got Stanford beating Ohio State to advance to the final so four. Not a not a lover of LSU or Texas. He's got his two and yeah. three seeds out. Well, yeah. um, I think one of those is because of a certain team he's a <laughs> big fan of as a generality. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, a good. I do. That's a good uh, look at that Spokane region. Who did My you guys all have here, Stanford? Oh, go ahead, Logan. Oh well, I was so I do have Stanford, and I, I imagine we all have Stanford. This is where Florida Gulf Coast run ends, unfortunately. Um, I I believe I I have LSU beating Texas, which I'm not sure about. <laughs> yeah, and I have, Tex- I have I have Stanford over Texas in the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, you you ever make a pick that even though it's completely within your power to change it, it's like I don't like it, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my LSU um, in the Elite Eight. This might shock uh, you, Logan, but not only do I have Stanford in the Final Four in this bracket, I also have them in the official mascot bracket, knowing that it's a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> that's a scary tree, actual, bro. If it was the mascot, a guy standing in a dancing tree, that's one thing. But if it's an actual California Stanford Cardinal tree, those things are sturdy. It takes a lot to actually take one down. And the it, this is a mostly an animal side of the bracket. 
None of them so terribly could really take them down. And maybe the Missouri State Bears could, but I have Tigers beating Bears. That's just me in this specific case. <laughs> and due to that, um, I I don't necessarily think a, long, a Longhorn's close. I was close to having a Longhorn maybe goring uh, a large tree and taking it out. But I think you need a natural disaster uh, or some other sort of power to take a tree down, which will make one of our upcoming regions very fun. Uh, but... We have a, a natural phenomenon and a tree so far in the Final Four. Yeah, I wonder about the... Yeah. Turk's uh, going to the Elite Eight, by uh, the way. I was gonna, like, that, Screw that, 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 that Turtles rule. Yeah, I was going to say, that blue hen uh, Turp matchup is an intriguing one. one. Yeah. Bird, bird <laughs> teams really frustrate the mascot. Dude, <laughs> slow and steady. I actually had this thought. Slow and steady, right? Slow and steady. You know what's slower and steady than a turtle? A tree. You know, it's it's not fair that there's there's a Terps Blue Hens mascot and there's also like a Razorback Longhorns mascot. Like, yeah, those are not the same caliber. <laughs> like the two very nice animals. An and upcoming then, region like, gets terrifying really and weird, <laughs> and it makes it fun. It gets like super weird. All right, I do have. Uh, so yeah, J- Jason does have Stanford advancing. So it sounds like all four of us have Stanford and South Carolina. So so far we are uh, totally Pretty in sure. agreement across the board in our uh, in our final four predictions so far. We'll see if that continues. Um, let's head into the next region. Let's head over into Wichita. Uh, Wichita, Wichita, Louisville being the number one overall seed in Wichita, and um, this. This kind of this section of the bracket, I think, is is a lot of fun um, because there's so many teams here that have a lot of question marks surrounding them, like uh, Michigan, BYU, Tennessee, Oregon. Like a lot of those types of teams have a lot of question marks, <clears throat> and so I'm curious mm-hmm. to see who do you guys have advancing to, uh, or excuse me, sorry, who's your who's your highest seeded team that's going to advance uh, past day one? Your lowest seeded team, I should say, past day one. I've got Villanova over BYU, so I've got that's mm-hmm. one of my 11s. Okay, uh, and yeah. everything else is, uh, I think, chalk. That's my biggest. Um, my my second day is bigger because I've got. Okay, well, I'll wait. But I got Villanova over the Y as well. Okay, so we've got Villanova. I went with South Dakota over Ole Miss. Um, that's, that's really interesting. That's again, it's not like a crazy pick, but um, uh, I think that I think that that could be. Uh, I really, really, I really, really hate that matchup. I really hate that they did I, uh, that. Those I are picked, both great. Fun I picked teams. Ole Miss yes. to win one game, and Steve knows why. Steve, do you want to tell them why? Huh? They probably have the best uniforms in basketball. Such good uniforms. <laughs> Such good so uniforms. And Shakira so Austin, if Shakira Austin yep. really could be someone who, if she, if if Ole Miss can make a run, uh, like, maybe even upsetting Baylor I, in the second round. I'll, Ole, I'll get it out right really now, well Kyle. This is this is where it differs. You you have South Dakota over Ole Miss. I do have Ole Miss bouncing Baylor in the second round. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Let's Here's go. If I took Ole Miss, I it. might take Ole Miss to the Sweet this, Sixteen. This will be, this will be a great learning experience for Nikki Collin. This will turn Nikki Collin into a great Maine State Big Twelve coach from here on. But wait, but right. Baylor's not going to the SEC, right? I forgot who was moving no. to the SEC. No, you I'm could. an idiot. Like, wait a minute, Big Twelve. <laughs> okay, um, no, yeah, I, um, yeah, I got, I've got Ole Miss into the Sweet Sixteen. I just Shakira Austin. This just feels like similar to the Kennedy Carter run. 
right. her last year at AM. I, I just I, I see that out of Shakira Austin in a lot of ways. And also, yeah, I'm not going to be above uh, avoiding this. It's really hard to say no to those uniforms. They're, <laughs> they're home whites especially, which home whites? they can't oh. wear unless they beat Baylor. Well, they will against South Dakota, but they won't be able – they have to beat Baylor to wear them again against Villanova. Uh, though That's the cleanest white jersey in the country right now. Nice. Very good. Okay. Um, so – who are your sweet 16 picks? Steve, let's start with you. Uh, so you said, because you just mentioned you got Villanova and uh, Ole Miss, it sounds like. Yeah. So Who do you I've have got, in the top so portion? Got, uh, in the sweet 16, I've got Ole Miss over Villanova, and I've got Tennessee over Louisville. Ooh. So we've got Ole Miss, Tennessee in the Elite Eight. This is a fun, that's a fun region for you, I got I got Steve. your classic, I, like I classic 4-7 in the Elite Eight, so... <laughs> I like it. I like it. Logan, who do you got in the Sweet 16 from this region? All right, Sweet 16, I've got my 1, 2, 3, 4, despite uh, I really wanted to take Villanova over Michigan. You guys have no idea how how badly that burned, but I I think I just took too many upsets elsewhere that's, in my bracket, and I started lacking yeah. fortitude. <laughs> that's the one I didn't question. That's the one I wrote down before I could think about it. I was like, this will be fun. Yeah. I think it's um, good to have a region like that that's just like, this region gets nuts, and then you I, see other regions, and you're like, I can't go nuts in all I know, four regions. I, not, I, I kind of I know I'm that. not an important person at all. I don't have any value or impact to anyone that who actually plays the sport. But I just, one day, a weird goal of mine in life is to be someone's whiteboard material. And if there ever was a case, it'd be this Michigan team. I've said a lot of crap about this Michigan team. I don't think they're bad. I just don't think they're as good as they're ranked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a nice thank you to Villanova, Villanova for beating the Y. So, so yeah. Jason's got um, Louisville over Oregon and then Baylor over Michigan. So he's got Ooh, Oregon advancing. Oregon. Yeah, he's got Oregon advancing to the Sweet 16, and then losing to to Louisville. Um, that's not that's not dumb. No, it, it's it really makes sense. Not dumb because Tennessee yeah. Tennessee honestly could make a Final Four run. They could lose, yeah, first or second day as well. I feel like there's so many questions surrounding uh, that Vols team that I just they were they were one of the teams that I just literally didn't know what to do with it. I felt like Tennessee, Michigan, yeah. Maryland, like those three teams, I was like, I don't stinking know. And so I had a hard time knowing whether yeah. I should take them deep or have them upset early. Mine is yeah, super I, dumb. My or not dumb. It's very chalk. I went one, two, three, four, just like Logan did. Um and I've got Louisville and Baylor with Baylor um advancing past Louisville to make the final four. Yeah, this is my only region where I have the one, two, three, four in the Sweet Sixteen and the one and two in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. I do have Louisville and and Baylor, um, but I have Baylor beating Louisville. I think I wanted to take Louisville out sooner. I I think they're streaky. I'm not convinced, but I I just I here's where I started playing the bracket instead of just taking what I wanted, like what I thought was going to happen. Originally, I had Tennessee over Louisville. But then I started really looking at that Tennessee-Oregon matchup and starting to wonder if maybe I was taking Tennessee too far. So mm-hmm. I have Tennessee in the Sweet 16, and then that run gets cut short by Louisville, and then I have Louisville losing to Baylor because I'm not really a believer in Louisville either. So Baylor kind of wins this region for me by default because I just don't <laughs> trust any of the other good teams. 
What I love about this is is Steve has them losing early to Ole Miss, and you and I both have them advancing to the Final Four, and Jason has uh, Baylor advancing to the Final Four as well, which means that if the majority of us are picking that, Steve definitely is right. They are going to get eliminated before the Sweet 16. (laughs) This also was – I really wanted to get at least one – interesting ringer into the final four which i have right. the balls in the final four which by official i think by official announcement not the lady balls anymore it is the balls mm-hmm. but i have them in the final four um but a part of it too is just like most people in the bracket pool are gonna pick louisville or baylor this is my one chance to really squeak in an interesting thought and if for some reason it goes my way it'll be it'll be a fun conversation piece and if not I'm good with it. Tennessee is up in the air in so many different ways. Are they a dominant team? Are they an underperforming team? Is Kelly Harper the future of the franchise? Will she be the Indiana Fever coach next year? It's really hard to know what the the future of Tennessee is. So I'm going to take my chance on it now. Well, no, I like it. I, th- I think if there is a region that you can just be a little crazy, it's Wichita or... What I have a feeling is I, I hope not. Buckwild region is, is <laughs> yeah. Bridgeport because Bridgeport is Yeah, no nuts. one's going to like me after this one. Now, I, I will say before we – I do want to hear Steve's mascot bracket real quick, but if we were to pick who's advancing to the Final Four out of the Wichita region based on your uh, based on their selection Sunday reactions, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm taking Buffalo 100% yeah. of the way. They were so hype on camera. And, like, Logan and I even commented on it. We, were, we watched that, and I was like – it's like, do I believe in Buffalo? I was now? like, I think I might take Buffalo to like the Elite Eight. <laughs> like, I think they're going there, and uh, and it is a lot of fun. So, so shouts to Buffalo. One of the, and honestly, one of the hottest oh, yeah, teams right now. Two more, two more things. Sorry, really, really sorry. Two more things I got to get out of Wichita. One, um, I also decided to pick Tennessee because this is the first year in a decade that we have a Jackass movie. So they play in Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville. It just felt like good Joe jo- okay. jo- jo- that way. <laughs> also, that's a this good might reason. be. This might be the most fun of the uh, the Final Four. You have a lot of good picks in, in mascots for this Final Four. You've got your Wolverines. Uh, you've got your, your Yotes, your Coyotes out of South Dakota. I'm not going to downplay that. That's a pretty strong one. Um, honestly, a lot of your top picks aren't that great. I mean, Bears is good, but relatively boring. You have some Bulls. Uh, but here's the thing. Your Final Four, I didn't question for a second. You're Albany Great Danes. Into the final four. Oh, <laughs> I don't. It's happening. It's. I, I feel it, and it's happening. <laughs> I don't think they'll survive a hurricane. But that's your final four. By the way, the the chat on uh, on Twitch, we're we're live streaming this episode on Twitch. The chat loves Buffalo as well. I think everybody's on board. If other than Tennessee fans, I think everyone would be too, like totally fine with Buffalo busting brackets on on. Day oh yeah, one. Buffalo would destroy my bracket, but then I would be like hard into Buffalo from that moment. <laughs> I I'm I'm impressed that uh, the Rainbow Wahine didn't get uh, a little more love in, the, in that mascot. Bracket. A little bit, a little bit. It like I liked it. I just Great Danes. It's. If the if the UMBC retrievers were in there, I probably would cut them through. Yeah, too. you got to take a good look. boy if all you, the way. If you guys, yeah, <laughs> and exactly, and and if you've seen Albany's logo, that Great Dane logo, it rules. It's, it so is it's a just good, like, it's I'm, a great I'm logo. I'm here for it, but yeah, it's one of those like, oh gosh, it, this reminds me that UMBC has, in my opinion, still the best sports team logo to ever exist. It's just the cutest, dangerous little boy. He's such a good boy. Um, <laughs> it just makes me so happy. 
I, love I, it. I still to this day want a retriever's jersey. I just love that script that you can barely read because <laughs> it says retrievers. But great Inclusive. games, final four. I like it. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Bridgeport because when Bridgeport got announced, I'm so glad we're talking this one last. When Bridgeport got announced, I remember just sitting there thinking, "Man, NC State got screwed. Like this is <laughs> this has Hard. to be this has to be like the wildest like." roughest uh you know group that a number one seed has to has to get through because literally you could go to like charlotte at 14 and iupui at 13 and those are good basketball teams princeton is solid and then you've got like your giant killers in like your kentuckys your oklahomas uh notre dame is no slouch oh by the way, how are you going to beat the Mountaineers of Mount St. Mary's? Yukon <laughs> and Indiana are also in this are also in this bracket are in this region. This is if there was a if there was a region that you were just like, all right, we're going to throw together about ten teams that could beat a number one seed just at any given moment and throw them all in the same region. It's the Bridgeport region. Like that's it's it's absolutely bonkers. That being yeah. said. Who knows? We might all just go one, two, three, four in our in our sweet sixteen. It's also. And I was just going to say that it's also the team that I think a lot of they're the one seed. Everyone for some reason seems to be side eyeing. Yes, even more than Louisville, I would say. Yeah, uh, I agree. because they've consistently been in that top four slot almost the entire season. And I think a lot of people have just, even though they've been atop the um, sorry, the ACC. I was about to say the Big Ten. I'm like, no, I yeah. know how the Big Ten went. But, like, even though they've been atop what's always a crowded ACC, I feel like so many people look at them and go, like, yeah, but really? Like, are they? And I don't know what it is because uh, they're extremely good. I, I have them in my good. Elite Eight. I'll say that right away. Mm. Like, I, I have them weathering the storm for the most part. But it's uh, – this is this is a gauntlet for sure. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Who do you have uh, your biggest surprise team making it out of day one? Princeton. I've got I've got Kentucky losing day one. Okay, I like that. And it's I mean, uh, it kind of goes against my better judgment. I'm more of the if you play well in your conference tournament, you can carry that momentum forward crowd. Mm-hmm. And I just think Princeton is a better like. I think Princeton probably deserved to be about a six seed, and I think Kentucky had to make a crazy run in their conference tournament in order to get a six seed. So these are Princeton is, is teams to me severely underseeded. Yeah, um, and I think that's what hurts the situation. Fourteen no conference. Feeling, there's your I there's just, your undefeated conference team. Yeah, I just think, damn that Kentucky run. It's just one of those like I I look at the conference tournaments pretty heavily with a lot of picks because mm-hmm. the momentum they got out of that was huge. The question is, coach was crying on the court like it it was this big momentous thing. Everyone was losing it. It was this. But people were talking about, you know, Kentucky women finally making it out of the, the SEC. They beat, the, the, you know, they slayed the giant in South Carolina. And I think it might end up playing a role against Princeton. Did they already win their national title? Like, did right. they already yeah. have Is, it's that too high moment? emotionally? Yeah. Like, are they, are, are they to the point where they're even seeing this as heavily? Because they, what they accomplished was huge. And so that's one interesting side of this discussion, but. I see the momentum carrying. Yep. Probably my weirdest pick, and I could see a lot of people saying Steve, you're a moron. I have UMass over Notre Dame. 
Not, I don't think that's a moron <laughs> that's pick. Goes. We that saw, would be very yeah. bad for my bracket. <laughs> I like what I've seen. I like what I've seen out of UMass, and I haven't been a believer in Notre Dame all year. Uh, I Notre Dame. By the way, this year Notre Dame. When yes. Olivia Miles has more mileage under her next year, Notre Dame's gonna be very, very good. Uh, they're gonna get back into the discussion they've been in previous years. This year, just they're just not quite there. They're very, very young and unproven, and they're gonna pick up a lot of steam next next season. I think. I feel like the 11, 12, 13, 14 in this region are just stacked. I feel like they're I... such a good like group of like really low seats you know yeah no no disrespect to the following teams but if kentucky had matched up in the first round against washington state or number nine kansas state or number 10 florida i probably would have taken kentucky it's Mm. specifically i think the princeton matchup is just a bad matchup yeah i get it i and i want to take princeton for at least a game because i think the i think they deserve that kentucky could also be that team that does the uh was it when when did the Yukon men's team win like 11 oh, I think it was 2014 they 12 they won yeah they won like seven straight games in order to like make and win their conference tournament and then they continued and won like five or six and more won straight titles, games 20, and won the yeah. title yes they were like the, the 11 the seed they were like the 11 seed in their own conference yeah. And ended up winning yeah. the national championship. They won. They, it was it was Kemba's UConn team. They won five yeah. in if, five games. Yeah. If Kentucky and has like that, all of them were like one score nights. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They won a national title. Yeah. To to win like eleven straight do or die games is almost impossible. But we've seen it happen, and I think this Kentucky team is like totally ready to make believers of all of us, and I think that'd be fun. I've got Princeton getting through, and a lot of other crazy stuff happening in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason... and I just I see like. Yeah, oh yeah, I want to hear what Jason does here. Jason went pretty chalk across the board. Uh, that first day is really only, quote-unquote, upsets Kansas State over uh, over Washington State, but again, not really much of an upset. So he went pretty chalk, um, but, you know, as far as Sweet 16 teams go, I'm curious, who are your Sweet 16? I'll give Jason's because I, I don't want to forget his again. Um, he's got uh, number one NC State, number two UConn, number three Indiana, and number five Notre Dame uh, in his Sweet 16 uh, with NC State and UConn matching up in the Elite Eight. So I'm curious uh, where you guys went with, with your Sweet 16s out of this region. Minus Kentucky, that's about it. I've got NC State over Oklahoma. I've got UConn over Kentucky. Okay, gotcha. You and I are the exact same, Steve. I got NC State over Oklahoma and UConn over Kentucky as well. That's exactly what I had. So Logan, I, I want to hear. All right, I want to hear Logan's. I've been excited about Bridgeport. For I, let's see how let's see how Logan gets Princeton to the Final Four. I think. Well, <laughs> I tried. Uh, I think Notre Dame Oklahoma is going to be one of the best games of this round, if not the best game of the round of thirty-two. I have Notre yes. Dame escaping. And I have NC State getting over Washington State, looking very confident and looking all the 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 part of a number one seed just to lose to Notre Dame in the next round. Because Notre Dame has beat NC State, and I think teams are overlooking uh, Notre Dame a little bit, and I think NC State is definitely the most suspect of the number one seeds, and I knew I was going to have to get them out somewhere. Ooh. And this is just kind of the natural place to do that. So this is kind of, again, this is more a vote uh, against NC State ability to get to the Elite Eight than it is a vote of confidence for Notre Dame. 
but that's just kind of the way the chips fell as I, I was playing out my bracket. Um, so I do have Notre Dame making it to the Elite Eight. On the other side, I have Princeton and Indiana playing a really good game. I have Indiana getting through. I have Connecticut beating uh, UCF to get through. And this is about the time I need to talk to you guys about Indiana. <laughs> uh, I have UConn losing here to Indiana. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, I have, uh, I have the three and the five playing each other in the Elite Eight uh, in this region. And... <sighs> All right, I'll talk about Indiana first, and then we'll talk about UConn. Indiana made the Elite Eight last year, and I feel like they... Once you know everything you need to know about me, you're going to understand why I'm taking them here, because they're the best team I think no one is talking about. That's always the team that I gravitate towards. Um, they beat NC State to get Plus to the four Elite Eight last, last seven. year. Just, sorry, go they, ahead. I know, they, they fumbled towards the end of the year. They did not. I mean, that's why they ended up the seed that they were, and I get that. I'm banking on them putting their act together and and looking the part of a one or two type seed going going into that UConn game. That's, I mean, it's a bracket. You have to call your shots somewhere. This is what I'm doing. Um, but I, I I just I like that they have a tournament pedigree. Obviously, no one has a better tournament pedigree than UConn. But I think for UConn to make a deep run, they need Paige Becker's the scorer. Um, obviously UConn is dominant at every position. They're more athletic at most positions than every team that they're going to play. I know that they don't need Paige Beckers to win every game. They've lost like five games all year, even without her. I get all that. We watched all of it. I always go into the bracket looking at where I can take out good teams that other people probably won't take out. Because you got to take a shot like that in order to, that's, that's how right. you win and re- challenges, and remember my. Right? This is why my Wichita region is complete chalk, is because you have to pick where you're going to cause complete mayhem and where you're going to go by the book. This right. is where I chose to do it, because I, I, I have doubts about NC State, and I don't know if I believe in UConn if Paige Beckers is scoring six points a game. If, if she gets into the swing of things to where she, she gets back to where she was pre-injury, UConn's going to storm all the way to the Final Four. And I'm sure that's what most people have, and I totally get it. I don't think anyone's talking about how good Indiana is. I trust them to get into a deep run again like they did last year. I think this is their third straight year in the tournament. That program is on the up and up. I really like them in this region. This is a tough region anyway. Um, that's that's my defense of that. Okay. So, sorry. Now that we have gotten rid of all of our UConn listeners, the rest of us can talk about the rest of our, our brand. Uh, I was going to say, Jason, okay. Jason's so, got really, UConn to, over NC State going to the Final Four. Yeah. So, I'll throw that um, out there for Jason. Yeah. Um, the Sweet 16 and the Elite are being played 79 minutes from UConn's campus. Uh, UConn's going to the Final Four. That's just... Yeah. <laughs> this... This is exactly when Paige went down when she did. I remember saying like, "You never want anyone getting hurt. You definitely don't want your star getting hurt." But this could be the best case scenario for that, because you've now given quality minutes to Avina Westbrook and Nelson Adota, Kristen Williams, to bolster them to side with Azzy Fudd and company just in time, and and uh, Ducharme just in time uh, for Paige to come back. I agree with Logan. It's going to be really tough if offensively she's not quite where she needs to be. Um, but I think scoring-wise, yes. But the what I know about Paige that makes her effective in those cases is her unselfishness. And her ability to feed those teams is going to be really strong. 
I also probably just don't see Indiana on the same brainwave as they did. I think they um, lucked out through the tournament for a while, and I just don't see them at the same level. But I like it. I like the Moxie. I like it a lot. You gotta uh, you gotta choose you, where to have fun somewhere. If you've been following I us for a lot it. of years, you know. I I mean, I usually take Econ far enough to be competitive in my bracket pool, but I literally have never had them win mm. uh, <laughs> because See, I just I, always look for a way to get them out. I had UConn winning it all last year, and I have them losing to NC State uh, in the Elite Eight this season. So I've got NC State in my Final Four. Um, so yeah, this is. Not not that anything supernatural is at play here, but this is good news for UConn fans because last year the team I did this to was Baylor. <laughs> it's true. So, um, so as far as I, my, I think, my calculation, I've got yeah. we've got one of us taking NC State, two of us taking UConn, and one of us taking Indiana to the Final Four out of this region. Is that? Is that yes, sound sir. Right? Okay, sounds like it. I like that. Um, okay, any other thoughts on on this uh, region before uh, we hear? The mascot bracket. Princeton um, has a legitimate shot of beating Indiana and screwing my bracket. <laughs> you know who I also just, does? I just want to acknowledge can I just, that. Can I, I throw this Kentucky, out there? I think I think Kentucky beating Princeton's probably can, still incredible. Like, I'll tell you why I don't. I don't really care. Like I'm not in on Princeton. I just can't emotionally support an Ivy League team. I totally <laughs> I, get I'm it. I'm sorry. I, totally I will never get call it. an Ivy League school a Cinderella. No. Uh, you're the one percent. Yeah, no, Sorry. I'm. I'm never like, excited when it's like Yale is good this year. It's like I don't. Who cares? Like <laughs> I don't care that it's cute that no, I get uh, it. that players from rich families at a rich school who have their careers made if they don't play basketball even suddenly get a chance. Good for you. I can't believe those two beautiful people found love. I think. I think this is the region where I. If I were to predict just a region, not necessarily any specific team, but if I were to predict a region to have a double-digit seed team make the Elite Eight, it's this region. Um, and I get that you've got UConn, Kentucky, Indiana, Oklahoma, NC. Like, you've got good, good teams at the top. But I really do think that UMass, or, you know, uh, uh, not UMass, but IUPUI, Princeton, Charlotte in particular, and even Florida – all of those big double-digit teams are, like, that's, Charlotte is a good basketball team. Like, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Indiana make the Elite Eight. It also wouldn't surprise me to see Charlotte top Indiana in round one. Like, that, like, that's, that's an interesting, Charlotte, interesting Charlotte was, there. so they, they were one of the, the teams that, uh, the conference tournaments, that was one of the ones that I looked into. And they were one of those teams I was like, Wow, they've they've won a lot, but they just haven't. I mean, it's always the issue with those smaller teams. They just haven't played anybody, so you have no idea how they're going to stack up against. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're. I, I know going off of ESPN's little table is not good, but zero and one against the top twenty-five doesn't mean that they can't do it. It's just you have no sense of what they're capable of on the big stage and what they're going to be able to handle pressure. Right. Hey, it's it's hard to get a. And I think that's what kind of makes it fun in some of these cases is to say sometimes those are the teams that do it is because there's just no, how do you plan for a team like that? Right. And, you know, that adds to the allure of it. (laughs) This is a very strange year overall. Um, I will say 
if there is a bump for UConn, I, like the team that I look at right now that I think has the highest potential to really bust everything up is UCF. Yeah, UCF could get really um, crazy. Because they look really solid. They have two top 15 losses that were pretty close. And I will say, even though they lost to Tennessee, they held them to 49 points. Right. I mean, they scored less, but they still held them to 49 points. Um, they have quality wins against P5 schools. I, I, I think that's a team that just... And are coming off, I believe it's a 17-game win streak uh, to ride into this. They, you know, I'm not saying put put UCF over UConn, but if you do have UCF over UConn, I would not... Like, I Hate wouldn't it. shock you at all. And if UCF did find their way into the Sweet 16 because of that, I would actually go ahead and mark them the favorite from there to make the Final Four. Like yeah. At that point... That kind of momentum, I think they'd be the best maybe, team of Maybe this is too squad. far removed from the tournament. Like, I've, I've never been a college player that was in a tournament. I think it might be easier to beat a team like UConn early in the tournament than later, mm. if that makes sense. Like, the closer they get to a championship, I feel like the the, the more powerful they become. And not just think- because... Not just because Beckers gets her feet under her more, but because it's just like you don't want to let them get you know get in sight of one because it just well, you you're almost not in the flow yet yeah you, and, and that's a why lot of all teams like that aren't looking toward that we're looking at how sure, many consecutive sure. Final Fours would this be for UConn? I'm trying to remember the number, it's insane. It's something um, like eight, four, 18 or something. It's like a it's a comical number. When you're a team that so regularly gets into the Final Four with that much regularity, it's kind of hard to think about your day one and two matchups. Yeah. Like you can't help. If I'm Gino, you almost can't help but be like, we need to start. They've got 12. No, I agree. They've got 12 consecutive. Is it 12 consecutive as of last year or or is it 13? I don't know. That's, it's either twelve that's, or thirteen. That's, gross. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, I think it's in twelve a, in a single elimination format. That's unheard of. And I I realize UConn is the exception to like every rule, but that's just you watch a lot of college basketball, and that's how it feels. Yeah. You're really good teams. If any if, coach if you with get, that track record overlooked UCF because they have to start thinking about their Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight matchups, right? Right, I right. wouldn't blame – it's not a good move by any means, but I wouldn't blame that coach. Like, this, I could easily see that. It's yeah. when It, it happens you know. all the time. Like, we see blue blood teams in the men's bracket lose in the first and second rounds all the time because you know they just – they're on TikTok instead of getting shots up that day, and they haven't watched tape of their opponent at all because they're some mid-major team. It happens all the time. So yeah. I – Maybe that's wrong. I I don't think UConn is really in any danger until late in the tournament. But if you were going to get them – you be a team like UCF, like you were saying, on yeah. on day two, and be like, "Hey, you probably weren't even paying you were thinking like, about us." You know, yeah. those are not opponents that see each other. I mean, by the time you get to the elite eight in the final four, you're playing teams that you're probably more familiar with most of the right. time. Yeah, like, these are teams that you pay a lot That's of attention it. to. Steve, who um, do you have uh, in your mascot bracket for this? region? It's a good question. This region is bonkers uh, because they're are legitimately so many uh, this is the weirdest thing ever and uh human <laughs> mascots in this yes, there are a lot like, of human mascots like, yeah, it's, it's the greendale human beings like all and, across and a lot of and then when it, if it's not human so it's cats. either it's a dog or cat like there's so many yeah, dogs and cats exactly. in this one too so we talked about UCF the knights have a lot of high potential here yeah you have the minutemen 
which I nearly took the Minutemen a really long way because they have guns. Um, but not good. So that That's always a little unfair. Right? Like, like, <laughs> I think, I think... They've got, like, like uh, a, you know, front-load, old-school, like... I think the IUPUI so Jaguars say, I don't care about your guns. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I just think Jag- they're going to find a way around your guns. Give me a Jaguar over, uh, a, over a Minuteman. Over, I, I wanted you to say a Jaguar over a gun. Yeah. Now here's, uh, <laughs> well, the 49ers in Charlotte is really interesting. There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot to, to take into play. Uh, I'll here. have to defer that to... Said, uh, I, I, I need said, to ask not, Kyle something about the Hoosiers when you're done. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not just... Not just Final Four, but your finalist, because I'll say it out loud right now, the Miami Hurricanes are national champions on this bracket. It's right. It's just how it always works. But your runner-up, your Longwood Lancers. Yeah! Okay, a Lancer. Do me a favor. Like it. Did you did you actually look up the Lancers like mascot that like is at games? Like their horse it's mascot. It's pretty sick. Yeah. He he looks like he lifts. Like he's yeah. he's like a bro horse. He's I love the Lancer mascot so much. Um, yeah, Kyle, as someone who's lived it's in like Indiana, a Trogdor horse. Yeah, explain to us for for a moment here before we go way over time. I I've always assumed Hoosier was like it's a sense of pride for Indianans, but it's mm-hmm. also just kind of shorthand for like country folk, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like oh, like you're a Hoosier. Is it the same thing as like Hick, or is it so different? So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you asked because here's the thing: there is no such thing as a word Indianan, which is perfect because that's what you asked. You're like, is it you know for something for Indianans? The technical term, like if you are from Utah, you are a Utah. If you are from California, you are a Californian. If you are from Indiana, you are a Hoosier. You are a Hoosier. Like that, they don't have Indianans. It's that's interesting. You are a Hoosier. So the fact that Everybody in the whole state is a quote unquote Hoosier, and then to have your one of your universities in the state to be called the Hoosiers, it's literally I'm a citizen of this state. Like that's 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 what that's my part, yeah. That's my favorite part of this bracket. So in my mascot bracket, I just want to say this: I hate the Wildcats. More oh, than anything in this world. World. It's the worst. It, it bugs me silly. And we've got I three of them in be, this in this region. Alone. I think it should be legitimately outlawed. Right. You should not be allowed <laughs> to be called a wildcat. Pick a cat. Every team that has a wildcat today, by the start of pick next season, must pick a wild cat. Pick one. Are you a lynx? Yeah, at least be a lynx. at least some like, teams have the good the good sense to be like we're the catamounts. And like, people are like, the what is a catamount? And you're like, oh, it's, it's like a cougar. It's, it's I'll cougar. call out a tiger. Like, I, I don't be a tiger. I, I Maybe let's retire that one. But otherwise, go be a actual cat. Let's get so much that I have Indiana beating Kentucky in my mascot bracket. I have an actual rabbit animal losing to a person from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Like I have, I have a wild cat, an actual rabbit animal, losing to Jerry Gergich. Like that's how I have this lined up. That's just, how much I can just, not stand. Just wild someone cat. from Southside Muncie, Indiana. Like yeah, just done. And bird teams, by the way, not Barney great for the mascot the bracket. Firm, like, but at least a lot of times they're unique. Yeah. Like at least bird yeah. teams have different. You know, Chanticleers, Golden Eagles, whatever. Oh, I like, love the Chanticleers. Yeah. Uh. 
all right i like i like that uh this is that was that was good so actually i had to look up mount saint mary's because in my brain all i think of when i think mount saint mary's is on their thing it says the mount and so in my brain i was like are they um are they is that their mascot is just a mountain because that's dope like that might win (laughs) i had the exact same thing and also there was one time in my life where I really thought Cal State Long Beach was the beach. And I would kill for that. <laughs> like, with the beach. Where's like, the beach? I just, I'm, Beat the I'm beach. Here for that. Like, good luck. Yeah, like, <laughs> Wait, I'm here for that. does that mean the, the cheer would be, who rocks the house? The beach the rocks beach the house. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best thing ever. I love it. I would be so into that. The okay. Mount rocks the house? Let's let's give our final four predictions here uh, as, as we head in. I'll start with Jason's. Jason's got, so to review, Jason's got South Carolina, Stanford, Baylor, and UConn making the final four. He then has South Carolina and UConn advancing to the championship with South Carolina taking the cake uh with a winning score of 68 to 63. He's got the Gamecocks taking this one. Um, so there's Jason's final four. Steve, let's start with you. Uh, review, give us your overall uh, call uh, as far as the final four goes for you. Um, so on one half, I, I have South Carolina over Tennessee. So I have the Gamecocks in the final. Okay. On the other end, I'm just going to say this really quick. Can you give me a reminder, Kyle, where... Uh, the Final Four is being played. It's in Minneapolis. Yeah, so Paige Beckers is from Adena, Minnesota. It's a 13-minute drive to Minneapolis. UConn has home court advantage for this entire bracket. They're winning the national title. Okay, gotcha. So we, in, we I understand that a lot of teams have booked have like booked tickets. There's people that are going to be I, there from everywhere. But that, to me, is just one of like. There's two narratives that tell me UConn's going to win this. One, I've never picked them, and this year picking them probably means they definitely won't. Um, <laughs> the other side of it is the fact that a lot of people aren't looking their way this year in some cases because they've had a quote-unquote down year right? because they lost all of five games. Um, and I, I think for that case, I actually, in a way, the situation that led to this works extremely well for them because it only bolstered their depth in a lot of ways. And I think the that that's one side of it. I think the other big side of it that stands here for me, um, I actually really forgot it. Logan, you go ahead. I think many, many neutral site games for UConn are UConn home games because they were a right. national brand for 15 years. And right. half of all yeah. women's sports fans, I feel like, are UConn that's, fans. Yeah. But that's to your point, I think, it's different I think playing karma, in front of family. Karma is know? on their side. UConn went from winning four consecutive national titles with Bree Stewart to going on like their longest dry spell in decades. Yeah, And this just feels like every little thing like this that I've noticed has been like karma just feels like it's on. Sometimes with some sports, you look at a team and you're just like, it just feels like the universe is hinting to you who's going to win. Like... By the way, this is the team. Just so you're aware, like, here's this little thing just to remind you this is the team. And just, I started looking at all those, and I don't necessarily believe in, you know, supernaturalisms or cryptids or anything like that. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, that just feels like a sign. They're, <laughs> they're, setting, they're setting the stage for Pagebeckers to return UConn to prominence, basically in front of a home crowd. Like, 
like not just a home Yukon crowd, but like, but like a, a Minnesota, like a hockey and we, tie we've crowd. All, like we've talked about this on the pod before. We've all seen the emotional boost that playing in front of like family and right, like or, or playing after Paige, some tragedy. Like has Paige Beckers may like, potentially she probably won't because she's an awesome teammate and probably will hang out with her team. She potentially could sleep in her like childhood bedroom, <laughs> like go home and, yeah. and drive to the Target Center and win a national title. Like that's that's bonkers to me. So. Logan, who do you have in the in the in the champ or in your final four championship, and who you got taking it all? Uh, so I have South Carolina beating Baylor in an instant classic. Okay, and I have I have and Stanford. Uh, Stanford's going to make Indiana look like what everyone thinks Indiana looks like now. Only hopefully <laughs> they make a run to the final four first, so my bracket doesn't look bad. But Stanford is going to go in confidently. I think South Carolina's getting getting in by the skin of their teeth. But I'm not betting against Aaliyah Boston this year. I'm taking South Carolina. It's probably really boring. It's probably what a lot of people have. Um, maybe not. I, I think plenty of people will have UConn, Stanford. Maybe Baylor will be a popular pick because they're a two seed, but still in there. I'm sure some people are going to have Louisville and NC State catching fire at the right time. But South Carolina, to me, it, as obvious as it is, and as much as I hate taking sometimes the obvious pick, uh, I think... I think somebody kind of kicked the nest uh, when they lost to that Kentucky team. Mm. And I think they've got two, not get right games. I don't want to disrespect Howard and Miami that way, but they've got two games to start this tournament where I think they're going to mash. And then they're going to get into kind of the meat of the sweet 16, the elite eight. And if, if they ride that into the the final four and the final game, I think, I think they're going to be title contenders. That's the road for South Carolina has potential to allow them to basically shut down every narrative against them this year. Because after those games that you talked about, one reason that in my head that I I think I naturally took Iowa over Iowa state is the, the Aaliyah Boston, Caitlin Clark matchup is like the WrestleMania main event. We've all been waiting on. And and you're looking at it this way in my, if it went, if this bracket goes my way, and I were to take South Carolina, you're basically saying everyone who's been playing the Caitlin Clark or Aaliyah Boston argument, South Carolina gets to win that one. Then they, if, if, if Tennessee got to the final four, they can answer any naysayers who are, uh, you know, who, oh, you didn't even, like, you lost to Kentucky, you know, happy that you got to duck Tennessee, whatever you say. that You know, there's always that argument. So you got to beat Tennessee to go that way. So it's like you almost get to just cut down a lot of that backtalk through that journey. Um, so in its way, it becomes a story. But, yeah, in a yeah, weird it just... way, it could be that that Kentucky winning that conference could end up being the best thing to happen to South Carolina. Yeah, I, I think it's going to spur, like, I again, I, I think they're going to handle those first two games no problem and feel like themselves going into what I have as a matchup against Arizona and then a potential matchup against Iowa State or Caitlin Clark and yeah. the Iowa team. Like, uh, obviously, it's going to be a tough road. Any anytime you you get into like, well, they're they're just the best team. It's like that doesn't always matter in March Madness. It's it's single elimination round after single elimination round. The best team doesn't always win. But I'm not going to bet against Aaliyah Boston, and I really want to see her play in Minneapolis. So that's what I ended up yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ooh, that's a good call. Is. Uh... I don't. No, that that's a big take there. Um, two two other thoughts really quick. Sorry, I keep monopolizing this discussion. One, after 
what we saw last year with South, South Carolina Stanford, uh, I think we deserve uh, another shot at that matchup. Uh, the other side of this is also, regardless of how far South Carolina goes, like I don't think they'll be a Final Four team. But whether or not they actually win the chip or not, this uh, this is this tournament will move Destiny Henderson pretty dramatically up the draft board. I think. Mm. I think I think this is what's officially going to put Destiny Anderson in like the top five or even top four selection pool. Like I think she's going to put out like a very Ari McDonald like performance. People are just not going to be able to deny. That was that was the question I was going to ask. I'm glad you you brought her up because we were, we're running over time. But I wanted to ask who was going to be this year's kind of darling player that maybe we aren't paying attention to now, but by the end of the tournament, she's going to be like a defining figure in the tournament. And I think that's a very sound answer. I think, I think Henderson's definitely one to watch. I, uh, so a lot of what Steve and and what you guys just said, that's, that's totally my final four story is all what you guys were just talking about. So I've got South Carolina over Baylor um, to advance and then Stanford over NC State for that South Carolina Stanford rematch um, in Minneapolis. I I want this so bad that I for that. I, I I I think I put this almost just because I wanted it so bad. Like, and I understand that like it's not the quote unquote fun like pick to have like these two teams who've basically been locked at one and two all season long. Like, I get that. That being said. These are, in my opinion, the top two teams, and like I think that there's a, a decent gap between these two and kind of the rest of the field, and so having them match up in that it's this this clash of the titans, you know, you've got, uh, you know, on the one side you've got Stanford with, uh, you know, Vanderveer uh, at the coach and Cameron Brink and Lexi Hull and Haley Jones and all of that going down there. And then on the other side, you've got Don Staley coaching, who, uh, in my opinion, is the the best basketball player in college basketball right now in Aaliyah Boston. I think she is the best player. Um, Plus, you know, what Steve just mentioned with that Destiny Henderson, uh, I think is she is, I think, really undervalued right now. I think she's a lot better than people even are giving her credit for. And South Carolina, you know, I'm playing into that whole Kentucky, you know, kind of poke the beast and they're they're gonna take this really seriously and, and come out uh and really t- just take care of business so i understand S- south carolina over stanford seems really like well you just went with the number one picks i get it but the reasons for this are, are if, really sound and i yeah. i would be stoked out of my mind because we will be there in person live in minneapolis if i can s- pick two teams to watch just go toe to toe it's these two and if you remember Aliyah boston's missed shot to lose yeah. to Stanford last year, you know that Ultimate there's going to be some heat coming into this game, and, and I can't wait. And i got to say, if, if the Kentucky game didn't give them their whiteboard material, ESPN's commercial on the tournament most definitely gave them whiteboard material. Your <laughs> yes. one big shout-out to South Carolina is a crying Aliyah Boston. I, I think that yeah. ends it. If you are curious as to why we're hyping up that matchup so much, go find tape of that fourth quarter. It oh. was... It was one of the best, of the best basketball I've seen yeah. in a very long time. Here, here's how good it was. Last year's final four games occurred, and then the four of us hosts got in our chat, and we made plans to go to this year's final four immediately. <laughs> Seriously. We were like, we, were, we are not missing another one of these. Yeah, I can't say. This will be the year that every game will be like a 20-point blowout. 
Oh, uh, 100%. After we to put in all this work to finally make it to a Final Four, this will be when it's, like, not fun. It's going to be, like, two and we apologize. blowouts. Yeah. yeah. It, it will and, be and on us. we apologize us. publicly for that. But no, that, some, that, sometimes, that, even that, when we're present, good things happen. I, I think it'll I be good. Rem- <laughs> I remember us in chat about that fourth quarter. And that's that was one of three Final Four games that were all great. We were an airy McDonald jumper away from Arizona winning a national title. Like, and... But this fourth quarter, I remember all of us basically just, not even words, just chatting all caps letters to each other. Just like, yeah. What is even going on? Like, they're just jarring at each other. And I, I, it was so good. I remember that that last sequence alone was just like, what? Like, speechless, what just happened? I have no idea. Like, you're like looking going, I don't even know how to put words into what I just saw. Uh, it was such a good matchup, and we deserve a chance at at that one more time so let's make it let's make do and i don't know this would be fun as hell um i can't wait uh so we are super stoked if you are wanting to uh join our bracket challenge you have literally like today as you are listening to this (laughs) on the it's release day to get into it uh it's super easy to find it's on espn um, it's just called WNBA Nation Listeners. That's the bracket challenge that we have made. Um, there's no password. It's it's public, uh, but you only get one entry, so pick your bracket. If you've made multiple brackets, pick your best one and stick it in there. Um, the winners will win uh, will win a little bit of merch from us. We'll, we'll send some, some fun stuff your way. Um, if you're looking to interact with us uh, outside of just listening here, you can find us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. You can also hop onto our Twitch stream. We've had a couple first timers in the Twitch chat today. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. That's a ton of fun there. Um, we also now have a, a pretty solid uh, upload uh, routine going into our YouTube channel, as well as you will start to see more and more TikTok content coming from us. You can find us on TikTok, WNBA Nation, there. So go ahead and find us. We'll be uh, we'll be putting out some TikTok uh, stuff as the uh, as this bracket progresses, as well as as we attend the final four there in Minneapolis. We can't wait. We're super we're super stoked. Um, but yeah, Steve Logan, anything else that you want to add before we sign off for the night? All right, okay. Florida Gulf Coast about that. Um, Florida Gulf know. Coast. Okay, maybe maybe rules. Uh, for Did WNBA. I say Miami rules. I was looking at the word Miami when I said that. I meant to say March rules, okay. and I looked at the word Miami. I, I, I heard Miami Mar- rules. I heard. I heard. Yeah. I Steve Schwartzman am all in on Miami. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I have them losing to South Florida, and I I literally looked at Miami on my bracket as I meant to say March rules, and then I said Miami. If you like Miami, I bet it's great. Good food or whatever they say over there. It's too late. All right, guys, let's let's wrap this up. (laughs) For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.